I want to get into some of the personal side, if you don't mind. So mm -hmm. talk to me where you grew up. Yeah, so I'm originally from Bessemer City, North Carolina. So okay. probably never heard of that, but that's on the outskirts of uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. So probably roughly, you know, 30, 40 minutes from Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, so yeah, born and raised there. And uh, yeah, I love it there, man. It's a laid back city, uh, country, you know, yeah. cow pastures. But, uh, but yeah, I love it. And where I'm actually where I'm living at now, Lincolnton, it's not too far from there, but it gives me a similar vibe, a similar, you know, feel. So that's why I really love it here as well. That's awesome. You have a fi favorite childhood memory? Um, you know what? I don't know. <laughs> not, not really. Like I had a good childhood though. Like I really did. I had a, I had a really good childhood, you know, great support system, great family, great upbringing. I was raised in the church. Uh, uh, so yeah, just a, a great childhood, but I don't really have one particular memory that stands out, but, um, but yeah, just a, big a, family? a great, yeah. Oh man. Oh, that's Huge. me too. Huge family, man. I meet a new cousin every day. Like, <laughs> There's like, cousins I have. I don't even know their names, man. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny. Like, it's oh uh, yeah, we have a huge family. I mean, on both on my my mom's side and my dad's side, it's yeah. a, just huge family. So I'm still, you know, meeting cousins, and uh, you know, hopefully, I can <laughs> uh, learn all my family members one day. But we'll we'll see. <laughs> That's one of my favorite childhood memories is where. We would get together at my grandma's house and I have like 21 cousins just on my mom's side and wow. we'd all, dude, we go back and like, I'm like, this house is tiny. How do we fit in this house? Yeah. Like we have the adults <laughs> in this room, we have the kids mm -hmm. in this room and just that interaction with my cousins and you can see the bonds carrying through as we become adults and we all have kids of our own that mm -hmm. we don't outwardly say it, but like we try to hang out still as cousins and it's this like maternal grandma and i love that it's a grandma too you know what i mean like mm -hmm. female power I'm like all right this is our connection this grandma fortunately my yeah. grandpa passed away but like this was the grandma that connected us together and so that's one of my favorite childhood memories is growing up gotcha gotcha yeah did, you always, yeah did you always know you wanted to be an entrepreneur or what does that journey look like yeah absolutely like i i didn't know honestly that it would come this early on um i thought that i would uh spend a lot more time working in corporate america before i uh decided to you know do uh you know implement a business or a side hustle but you know i i just decided to jump in man That's like awesome. you know you just you just can't wait like i found that if you procrastinate and if you put things off, like you'll never get to where you want to go. So I just decided to dive in, you know, that's what I did. I dove in head first and just started figuring things out, you know, on the fly. And, and I found out that there's like a whole community out here of entrepreneurs in the app space. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm not by myself. Uh, let me, <laughs> let me connect with these guys and, you know, see what I can learn from these guys. And, you know, I've been running ever since. So, but yeah, What's the main motive? Uh, so I would say uh, freedom of time. That's really yeah. what I'm after. Like the freedom, freedom of time to me is just so important because, um, you know, right now I'm still working a nine to five. That's something that I still do while I run my business as well. But man, like working a job uh, is so it's so time consuming. Um, now, it's been very beneficial for me. I will say that, especially since. Um, what I do on my job is uh, is similar to how I run my business in a sense. So I'm mm -hmm. a project manager. So I'm able to implement a lot of the same skills 
that I learn on my job and that I use on my job into my business. So that's been very beneficial. And I'm able to get on the job training, you know, doing that. So, you know, it's been a win-win for me, but uh, still the freedom of time, man, that's just something that, you know, we can't get back. You can't get back time. And I, I really want to spend more time with my family and just show my kids whenever they do come, you know, yeah, yeah, no, no, no kids. Uh, but you know, in the future when they do come, I just want to show them a new way of life, you know, just yeah. showing them that you don't have to work for someone to make a living. Like you can get, go out here and get it for yourself. And mm-hmm. hopefully by that time I've already, already established, you know, a business and I'm able to hand things down to them so that they don't have to, go the corporate route if they don't want to now if they choose to then you know they had an option but i at least want to give them options and i think that's something that's very important was there something in your childhood that made you say like look i want to do a business i want to be an entrepreneur yeah i would say um honestly uh my grand both of my grandfathers they're entrepreneurs um yeah so my my dad's dad, he's definitely uh, one that I look up to um, as an entrepreneur. Like he's, uh, you know, a real estate investor and he does wow. a lot of different things. Yeah. And then my mom's dad, he doesn't view himself as an entrepreneur, but he can do it all. Like he's fixing cars, he's uh, cutting grass, you know, he really could have had his own legit uh, loaning service, loaning, you know, uh, Cutting grass service, lawn service, um, but you know he he didn't go that route. But he's really an entrepreneur, and I tell him that he's like, man, I'm not an entrepreneur. That's a fancy word, you know. <laughs> well, you know he's old school, but he really is an entrepreneur. He loves to get out there and just hustle, and that's something that I saw growing up, and something that I admire. So I think I definitely picked those character traits up, um, you know, from those two. And then my dad as well. My dad, he's a He's a hustler, man. I've seen him just hustle and provide for his family. So mm-hmm. uh, my dad and my grandfather, just really all of the men that have impacted my life, uh, just seeing their, seeing their hustle and seeing um, how they go about business, that's something that's really impacted me and really drove me to entrepreneurship. Yeah, one of the things that drives me is, you know, I wasn't born in this country, came here when I was six, but I saw my dad work two jobs at one point mm-hmm. and you do and he would go, he'd work in the mornings. And then once my mom worked the graveyard shift so she can take us to school and pick us up from school. And then she go off to work and you see that hustle and they never say anything. Right. But when you see it, I think that's more important as a kid. When I saw that and just like, you know, there were times when I was doing things on the side, I was just like, well, he did this because he had to do it. Like I get to do this. Like this is a privilege that I get to do. He did it because he got a food food on the table right it's a bills to pay and so if he can do that like i can do this this is just privilege for me this is just something that Mm -hmm. i want to do not something i need to do exactly exactly yeah yeah i can relate to that absolutely i love it man how have you been able to manage your time with the apps and the nine to five and all that that's yeah that's that's, man that's that's a challenge yeah i remember (laughs) (laughs) that's a challenge I, i wish i could give like a golden recipe but honestly you just it's it's all about sacrifice really at this uh, point in my life. Like you really have to sacrifice uh, a lot of things, especially time away from family, away from doing other things that you may uh, prefer to do, you know, at that time. But you know that in order to really get that freedom of time, it's necessary that you put in the work right now. And that's where I am in my life. Like it's 
like I have to do what I do right now because I will get my freedom of time. And that's something that I'm really passionate about. So, uh, yeah, really, I mean, the time management, yeah, the time management piece, you know, it's tough. Uh, typically, especially when things were normal, uh, per se, I would try to, uh, really kick off my day very early so that I would get my exercising in and not have to really worry about a lot of things. When I got off of work, I could really devote my time towards mm. my business. So I tried to do as much as possible before I went to work that I could so that when I got off, I could just really dive in and perform my research and implement anything that I needed to uh, whenever I, I got off of work. That's awesome, man. I know. I Sometimes I'm like, am I being lazy here? Because I'm a, I, like, I try to get a workout in and I'm like, mm-hmm. I have this work to do, but I need to get this workout in first. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm, why am I prioritizing fitness over everything else now? Yeah, yeah. No, I, man, I think fitness fitness is so important. Like, yeah. it, it is critical. And like my wife and I, we were actually having this conversation uh, yesterday, if I'm not mistaken. Um, she was, because she's really not a morning person. And <laughs> there's my wife. Man. Yeah, yeah. So it's a struggle, you know, getting up in the morning. But, you know, I was telling her like, in the morning is really the only time that we can control uh, when we have time to exercise because, mm-hmm. you know, in the professions that we're in, we're really always not a hundred percent sure when we will get off work. So for my wife, she's a counselor. So like mm-hmm. right now, you know, she's been getting home like after six thirty. you know? Wow. So yeah. And when she gets home, she, she has to cook and yeah, yeah she's tired and, she also runs a business as well. So, nice. you know, there's just like a million things to do whenever you get off of work. So it's important that we just set aside that time up front in the morning and really just grind it out, get it in um, and try to knock it out because that's something that we value and something that we've implemented into our lives because, you know, it's, it's, it's key, man. It's, it's uh, definitely a top priority. Um, you know, that, that mental space that you have to be in as an entrepreneur, like fitness, and the, the mental, it definitely goes hand in hand. So that's something that we prioritize. Yeah. What time do you wake up? Oh, well, it used to be uh, like 4.30. And Damn. we used to, yeah. So we were getting up at like 4.30. We would be at the gym by 5 o'clock. We would exercise for an hour. Uh, so we would get home like at 6.05 because the gym is literally up the street. Um, so we'd get, get back home around 6.05. We would shower and then get ready for work. And I, I tried to be at work by like 7.30. Wow, um, dude. Yeah, yeah. So that I could get off, you know, a little earlier and, um, you know, start working on my business as soon That's as awesome. I got off. Yeah, so. That's awesome. Yeah, and it, it is just that, right? like you said it. And when when I was trying to do this on the side, it was just what I would do is wake up an hour earlier. And we were, and my son was like so young at the time, but I was like, honey, can you, if he wakes up, like, can you just take care of him from five to six? I'm just going to work on my apps from five to 6 AM. And then mm-hmm. when six o'clock hits, I'll start, you know, doing things. Cause I'm more of a morning person. And back then fitness wasn't as important to me. James. So I was like, ah, whatever, <laughs> I'll get to it. But yeah, now these days, like I try to wake up around five thirty, six o'clock, get in a good workout, a couple hours. And then, start my day and it just does something mentally and so like one thing that changed for me when i would intermittent fasting man like i don't know if you got hacks that you're like i love this part of intermittent fasting just completely change my body because i was like always working out and then when i started doing that like like weight just started shredding and i was like whoa Mm -hmm. that's crazy so like what do you have any like fitness and life 
hacks that you kind of abide by? Yeah, not to be honest, not really. I just try to eat clean as you know, eat clean as possible and exercise because I, I've been the same weight since high school. No <laughs> so way, <You're> lucky man. <laughs> yeah, like I can, I literally cannot uh, gain weight. Like I, I mean, I'm not complaining. That's a blessing, you know. But <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no no real tips. But just eat as clean as possible and exercise daily. Yeah. And just make it a lifestyle. That's really the the main thing. Make it a lifestyle because if you try to diet and you know try to just do different things uh, that that aren't sustainable, then you know they they can easily be phased out of your life. But when you implement it as part of your daily lifestyle, then I think it really sticks. And you feel crazy whenever you don't do it. So like whenever me and my wife miss a day of exercising, like it feels so weird. It's like the entire day is just weird you know so we, yep. we have to exercise and you know no matter how early we have to get up it's just something that we we have to do it's something that we prioritize so we we jump in and do it hey one i want to move on to the blm movement and being a black entrepreneur like yourself you know mm -hmm. i remember talking to you and be like with all the everything that's going on i was like how are you doing man like so how are you doing like what what are your what are your, what are your thoughts going on right now yeah so man honestly it's just been it's crazy to see where the world is right now mm -hmm. um but you know honestly i i've been okay i haven't really been on facebook a lot lately or any social media outlets lately because there's just been so many like negative remarks and negative comments that are being said and so many negative posts being shared it's just like a great divide right now. And honestly, um, especially with law enforcement, like one thing that I've even been preaching to my wife is that, you know, at this point, like I, we don't even want to get pulled over for a speeding ticket, you know, because we just don't know how people will react to us. Uh, you know, we just don't want to put ourselves in that situation at all, whether we're doing, you know, uh, something wrong or not, which we aren't, you know, we're, you know, uh, law abiding citizens, of course, but we just don't want to be, be put in that position where we have to encounter law enforcement. So that's kind of where we are. We just want to avoid it altogether. And that's something that I'm also preaching to my siblings as well. Uh, so I have one sister and I have, uh, you know, a brother-in-law that's uh, younger than me. So that's something that I tell them is, you know, when you're in your car, like, put your car on cruise control, like don't speed, you know, don't give anyone a reason to pull you over. Just don't get involved in any type of mess so that law enforcement doesn't even have to, you know, be a part of your situation. Because, you know, at this point, and I, you know, at this point, I, you know, I just don't know how people will react to, you know, uh, you know, myself or my siblings, you know, um, and it's sad to think like that. And I know all law enforcement, as a matter of fact, most law enforcement is, you know, they do their job, but it's that small, you know, handful of uh, individuals that, that ruin it for, uh, you know, most of the bunch. So, you know, I just want to avoid it altogether um, so that I don't put myself in that situation. But um, I'm glad. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that because I think it's important for me and hopefully you know other people not like i the, the weird thing is technically i'm a, a person of color but mm -hmm. i don't feel that way because mm -hmm. i don't go through that some of the things that my black and bro black brown brothers and sisters might be going through and so right. like i love that when you share the story like the and i was talking to somebody else like the 
the hardest thing that I had to go through as a minority was just proving that I'm American or that I could speak English, right? Mm-hmm. And I think about that, James, I was like, that's nothing compared to what you just shared with me, right? Like that you have right, to tiptoe right. around, that you're driving a car, you don't want to speed just so you don't get pulled over because you right. don't know what would happen. And it's a life-threatening thing versus, okay, so they don't think you can speak English. Like who the exactly. hell cares, right? Like <laughs> yeah. that's not a big yeah. deal. And so yeah, like yeah. when I think about racism in this country, I just started thinking about like, there are so different parameters and like they're so dramatically different for, mm-hmm. I would say, Asian Americans. And I think when I think about the Asian experience, I think we just have to do better. Like mm-hmm. I'm just, I've been saying this a lot and I'm just like, right, we just right. have to do better. Like how do we help our, our brothers and sisters that are people of color? How do we help them? How do we highlight them? How do we make right. sure that they're out there? And so, yeah, man, like, like my previous guest right before this was running along with you, mm-hmm. uh, you're saying like, look, I'm black. I need to not dress a certain way. So he's like, I just yeah. started changing my outfit and I sort of would wear buttons outfits anymore. And he's like, I noticed a difference. Like people yeah. didn't bother me as much. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something that I've myself even noticed. Like back when we uh, lived in Hickory, this was maybe two years ago. Um, I would usually go to Walmart right after work. So I would be, you know, dressed business casual. But um, there was an instance where I went to Walmart and I was in my workout gear. Uh, this was before we started working out in the morning. Dude, and like the way, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the way that the same employees, like, right, literally the same employees would treat me compared to how they would treat me when I was dressed up was just like night and day. It was just crazy. Like, I'm like, <laughs> are you serious? Like, it's, yes, yeah, it's, it's sad that things have to be that way. But, you know, at the end of the day, that that's how they are. That's the reality. So, you know, we try to adapt, um, even though it shouldn't be the reality, you know, we, we adapt and, you know, we, we make the best of it, but we definitely need change, um, you know, in this uh, country right now uh, with, you know, how people perceive others, you know, especially people of color and, just how they go about treating uh, people of color. And even if, you know, my, my thing is one thing that I've struggled with is I've seen a lot of, um, I've seen a lot of classmates of mine that have uh, posted like very just nasty, uh, you know, posts on Facebook. And I'm like, what are they saying? Do you mind like that? Yeah. So uh, yeah, I, w- I don't think it's appropriate. Like okay. it's just really, just really negative remarks towards uh, the African American race, and yeah. you know it's just disheartening because these are guys that I would, you know, I would go spend time with these guys. We grew up playing basketball together, grew up playing football together, and now they're. I don't, I really don't know if they like. I really don't know what's driven them to make the remarks that they've made because growing up, they seem to be, you know, perfectly fine with being around, you know, African-Americans and people of color, but for whatever reason, now they're making a lot of negative remarks. But I also think, you know, when we were in school, they were all, they were always um, around, you know, a lot of African-Americans. So maybe just being in that environment, uh, gave them a different perspective than it did at this point in their life where they may not be exposed to many African-Americans. Maybe, maybe that's why, you know, because I do believe that you are who you hang around. So if you're not hanging around um, a lot of, you know, people of color and you don't really understand uh, the things that they go through on a daily basis and what may impact them, um, 
may not impact you, like things that uh, we go through, like maybe you just aren't exposed to that in, in this particular time of your life. I don't know, but you know, it's just, it's crazy you. to see. Yeah. I've been thinking about that a lot too. I'm like, you know, how do we have gatherings of all ethnicities and all colors? Cause then I think that breaks down barriers. Like you can talk about certain things and, mm-hmm. you know, reading through all these books, like I think racial, what's the thing? Racial perceptions or racial assumptions are inherent. And so like, I think mm-hmm. what we have to get over is that if somebody's calling you racist, okay, like don't take it as a negative thing. Maybe what you said was very mm-hmm. racist. Maybe what you did. And so like, we need to separate the person that's receiving it, not the person that got it. So like, if mm-hmm. you were to say something that I said was racist, I can't just be like immediately defensive. Like, okay, James, like tell me what I could do better. I think people mm-hmm. just need to understand that, look, that was racist. Like, they're not calling you a racist. Right. People, once you do that, like they totally go into defense mode. And I think yep. we just got to get better and just be like, okay, how can I do better? What did I say? Let me learn from you. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I think that would, that would help a lot. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how do we do it? So James, I've been asking this too, and maybe this is a loaded question, but like, how do mm-hmm. we do better? Like, how, do, how can I do better? Yeah. So honestly, you, so I'll start with, with you. Like you're honestly, you're doing a, a fabulous job. Like you're doing your part in highlighting, you know, uh, minorities in the entrepreneur space. So I think you're doing a fabulous job. Uh, honestly so just continue doing what you're doing and continue highlighting and uh, just speaking out because you do have a a great platform and you know you influence a lot of people so I would just say continue doing what you're doing man you're doing an awesome job and I I appreciate uh, just your support and how you did reach out and you really you know you were like man like what can I do you know like what what can I do to, to better help you and to better help what's going on in this world so just continuing to ask those questions because my answer may change you know in the future maybe a light bulb would go off uh, but as of now I'm just continue doing what you're doing man i love it smart. yeah and then like keep asking as like, the question yeah exactly like continue that. yeah yeah and it's not like like this isn't a, a static conversation like this right. is something that's constantly evolving right um so as we determine or discover new methods and new ways to make things better, like, you know, I'll bring it up and, you know, I'm sure that it'll start to uh, gain some traction, uh, but, you know, just continue having those conversations. I think that's really the main part. As long as we have that open dialogue and we're transparent about what's happening and really uh, understand, you know, what's happening here in the world and just open to talk about it. I think that's, uh, that's a good first step. Yeah, that's great. Well, I mean, I'm glad having these conversations. One of the things that I just Chuka from Diversity.io, he we had this interview earlier in the week, and he was like, "Steve, you know, Asians in the tech are like overrepresented. Yours are like two X." And I'm like, "Thank you." So I'm like, "All right, you know, I got to do a better part." So sorry, Asian men. Sorry, white guys. Like, we got to do a better job of like you know making sure everybody's represented on this very podcast too it's like okay yeah 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 yeah, i got you yeah but yeah yeah you're doing an awesome job (laughs) thanks man i appreciate that that's funny (laughs) i'm glad he called it out i was like yeah thank you we need to have these conversations man yeah yep yep absolutely (laughs) all right brother well let's go to the big finish so besides all your other apps like all your apps give us one app that we should definitely check out yeah, so I would say definitely check out my, um, are you saying besides my apps? Yeah, besides or, your apps. 
Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, We're gonna definitely check out your yeah. house. But. <laughs> yeah, I was about to plug myself. <laughs> uh, but let's see. One app that I've been using is um, Asana. Okay. Um, so that's the project management tool. Uh, and I use that to track, you know, my progress uh, throughout all of my apps. So that's something that's been very beneficial to me. And I actually have a template that I use, like whenever I introduce a new app, I just copy and paste and I use that same formula in project management format so that I'm Ooh. able to hit everything. Yeah. So that's been an, I, I'm honestly an awesome tool. It's a free tool. Of course, you know, there are paid features, but I found that the free uh, features work just fine for me. So definitely check that app out. Okay, what was what was the app that you had that you want us to check out? Uh, Asana, Asana. No, yours, hey. your app. Oh, mine. Oh, yeah, of mine. I would say uh, the VPN app. So I can give you the exact name. Honestly, I I'll link I play it up around it too. Yeah, I play around with um, my name a lot, so <laughs> I'm not always up on my latest name. Uh, so right now it is Dream Builders VPN and Wi-Fi Proxy. So okay. that's the name of my VPN app. So I really haven't been, um, haven't been advertising that one as much yet because I'm trying to get the scanner app to a certain level before I uh, jump into uh, advertising that one. But that one has a lot of potential. Like I'm excited about it. I'm really excited about it. Cool. I like it. Uh, mm -hmm. I'll put that in that. What's a lesson that took you the longest to learn? Uh, a lesson that's taken me the longest to learn. Honestly, I would circle back and say um, just the perfection piece because I, I, I think I view myself as a, a perfectionist. I, I want everything to be a certain way before I give it to the world. And that was something that was so hard for me to get over. Um, and that was really a, it was a hard lesson for me to learn. Literally, like I, I know I've already said this, but Muyo really had to force me to put the app in the app store because I, I just felt like it wasn't there. Um, and I found that I, that's actually how I approach life. And um, uh, I think learning that lesson has made me a better person because I'm able to do so much more and I'm not, um, you know, I'm not really limiting myself. And I think that's one of the biggest uh, advantages that small entrepreneurs have or small companies have is their ability to make decisions quickly right um we're not like these large organizations that have to go through 10 different people 10 different approvals before they're able to get changes in the market like we should be able to make make a decision just like that implement it if it doesn't work tweak it uh put it back out in the market and you know be able to adapt and adjust and that's something that i've really uh been able to apply to my life in general as well as into my business all right you ready for some fun questions Yes, sir. All right. I like it. Okay. <laughs> Who's your celebrity crush? Oh, man. Oh, my celebrity crush. Uh, I would say, and my wife already knows this, so I'm just going to say uh, Sierra, the singer. Okay. I like it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would say her. Yeah. See the future or change the past? Oh, uh, see the future. Yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would say see the future. Um, like the past is the past, you know, I think the past is there so that we can learn from it. But I would love to just see what's ahead and maybe I wouldn't uh, worry uh, as much mm. um, about certain things. <laughs> so it would be good to see the future. <laughs> Name a gift or present that you'll never forget. Mm. Gift or present I will never forget. 
I would say um, probably my, actually my, my car, my car was a gift from my grandfather. Uh, so it was a Chrysler 300 2005 and uh, he bought it like brand new uh, back in 2004. And he told me from the get go, like, hey, whenever you get of age, I'm going to give this car to you as long as you uh, do right. And yeah, as long as you keep your head on straight. And he, you know, he kept his promise. And uh, whenever I graduated from high school, he gave me the keys. Like, no, no but it's about it. Like, yeah, he gave me the keys and I'm still driving the car. <laughs> My this wife year. is like, man get a new car i'm like no <laughs> you tapped into me yeah 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 is this your dad's father or your mom's yep, father yep. yeah my dad's dad yeah my yeah. dad's father so uh he, he's yeah. an inspirational yeah. man man when you i mean he grew up in a different time and the fact that he's been able mm -hmm. to build a real estate business and do all that stuff that's awesome man absolutely yeah yeah he's an awesome guy <laughs> I love all right what was last question what's your last youtube search um hmm earn your leisure podcast that was my last youtube search um so like i'm not sure if you've heard of that podcast but like they are doing some phenomenal things like they bring on different um business owners from like all different industries so from real estate to uh the technology industry to the trucking industry like literally really? they cool. touch yeah they touch every market and you know they're they're uh African Americans, nice. so yeah, they're they're just really bringing a lot of exposure to um, a lot of African Americans. They have a, a Facebook group that I'm a part of, a real estate Dude, Facebook huge. group. Yeah, wow. so they are they are really uh, doing a phenomenal job, and they they have a huge movement right now. I think they're ranked like uh, in the top like thirty business podcasts or something yeah. like that. Um, so they're doing an awesome job. Yeah, so. Why are they, oh, are you searching nice. on my YouTube? Do they put their podcast episodes on YouTube as well? Yep. Yep. Okay. So they record, yeah, they video record every, uh, every episode. And then they also have like every week they have what's called uh, market Mondays. Um, mm -hmm. so that's when they bring in, um, Ian, I believe his last name is Dunlap and they go through, uh, like what's, what's occurring in the stock market and, they uh, open it up for Q and a, like giving their feedback on like certain stocks and, you know, it's really interactive. And then they also do things throughout the week around real estate, which is something that, you know, I want to get into eventually. Nice. Um, so yeah, they're just, man, they're doing an awesome job. Phenomenal movement. Well, James, this is an honor, my friend. And I'm glad you were able thank you for sharing your experience. Thanks for sharing all those great tips. I think you've won. We beat, you beat Moyo by a couple of points. <laughs> Although you did give him a point at the end again. <laughs> I did. I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But th thank you for having me, man. Yeah. Like, it's, like I said before, it's truly an honor to be here, to be a part of uh, your podcast and your show. So I appreciate you just uh, being a phenomenal guy and uh, allowing me to just add any you know value that I can to your platform. So I appreciate awesome, it. Awesome, man. Well, I'm trying to do my small part, but it's called Dream Builders. Is there a website that we can send the listeners to or just yeah. search for, oh, yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So they could uh, go to dreambuildersjs.com. Uh, so that's my website, dreambuildersjs.com. Okay. But I prefer my social media sites. I'm a little more uh, active on those. That's a Facebook? Yeah, Facebook. Okay. Uh, and then also my Instagram, uh, I would have to get my Instagram handle because I 
don't have it memorized either, but <laughs> yeah, it's it facebook.com slash dream simple solutions. Is that where you want them to go to? Yeah, they could definitely go there or they could even reach out to me on my personal page. Like, okay. I'm, no, yeah, I'm, I, you know, I'm a personable guy. So nice. either one works for me. Wow. Uh, so if they have questions, feel free to reach out to me on either, either page. Yeah, send me those links and I will link them all into the show notes. And mm-hmm. if you follow James or like, you know, become friends with him on Facebook, guess what? $100. Maybe come to see That's right. Here <laughs> James, thank you so much. If the audience wants to follow up, just those social media channels, do you want, you want them to follow you or check you out anywhere else personally? Uh, no, just social media. And like I say, I'll provide my Facebook links and also my Instagram links, but those will be the two primary, uh, you know, primary contacts that they can find me at. This is phenomenal, man. I'm, I'm so glad you got to share those tips. I love the stuff about checking out the newest apps that are doing well. Love the fact about the drawing and those giveaway things. James, thank you so much for coming on and doing this, man. Absolutely. And the pleasure is all mine. Thank you thank again. You all for, thank you all for listening. I'll see you on the next chat.